0: You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 93, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. It is so lovely here in Maine. Uh, I'm actually recording this on Sunday, which is several days earlier than I normally do because I'm trying to take a vacation, Um, and it's like 55 here, and it was like 73 here yesterday which was bananas. People were running around trying to get ACs and fans, and it was just so, so warm. I was also having my taxes done. That might have been why I was sweating, but it was just, it was an amazing day, uh, and I'm just so ready for it to be warm all the time. I'm also excited to tell you about books, but first, I am excited to tell you about our sponsor. Hellboy is back. Today's episode is sponsored by Mike Mignola's Hellboy. In 1994, Mike Mignola released the first Hellboy series, Seat of Destruction, and introduced the world to the right hand of Doom, the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, and one of the most iconic comic book characters and universes of all time. For 25 years, Mignola and a host of celebrated writers and artists have chronicled the adventures of Hellboy. This year, 2019, is the 25th anniversary of Hellboy's first full comics appearance, which was in Seat of Destruction, published in March of 1994 by Dark Horse Comics. Hellboy Day was celebrated on March 23rd this year around the world in recognition of 25 years of Hellboy and to celebrate Mike Mignola's beloved character and universe. Events took place at comic shops and bookstores across the globe with free comics, bookmarks, pins, and other giveaway items. The new Hellboy movie starring David Harbour in the title role premieres in theaters on April 12th, 2019, which means it's out now. The storyline of the movie draws on the comic stories Darkness Calls, The Wild Hunt, and The Storm and the Fury, written by Manola with art by Duncan Figredo and Dave Stewart. Now, for the first time ever, Dark Horse presents Mike Mignola's award-winning Hillboy stories in chronological order with the Hillboy Omnibus Collection, creating the definitive reading experience for Hillboy fans and an ideal entry point for new readers. It's recommended you start with either of the two short story volumes or begin at the beginning with City of Destruction, Volume 1. The the Wild Hunt, which is included in Volume 3, is the basis for the film. So this is so exciting. I have all of the Hellboy comics, um, but I might still get these anyway because I like to have everything Hellboy. Um, And I know it sounds super dorky, but it's kind of, like, really exciting to me that Hellboy is a sponsor of the show because he's been so important to me. Like, I love the comics. I have the tattoos. I love all the stuff. So um, I'm just kind of, like, so excited talking about it because it means a lot to me that I'm doing this thing that that they're sponsoring. So, um, cause I just, Anangun Rama, he's my man. So anyway, that's Hellboy. He's awesome. You should read them. Um, we'll have a link to them in the show notes. So let me tell you about some other books now that I don't have tattoos of. Um, this week a book came out called Alice's Island by Daniel Sanchez Aravalo, which I talked about on the new show, um, about a woman whose husband dies and she finds out, like, he wasn't where he was supposed to be and, like, all these things are going on. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And... I was thinking about books that have island in the title, which at first I thought there would be a lot of. And there are quite a few, but there are a lot more books that take place on islands that don't actually have island in the title. But I did manage to scratch up a few. Um, First of all, I've never read Treasure Island uh, by Robert Louis Stevenson. I think it's because in fifth grade, we had this horrible teacher who made us read Kidnapped, which is another Robert Louis Stevenson book. And she, like, dwelled on that book for months. I think it was like three months of like reading that book, writing things about it, making dioramas. Like it was just, it was too much. And I didn't want to read any more Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, maybe someday I'll read him, but I don't know. So I will start off with a book that I have read, um, which is Damnation Island, Poor, Sick, Mad, and Criminal in 19th Century New York by Stacey Horn. Uh, this actually came out last year. It's coming on paperback in a few weeks, so I count it as backlist. Almost so close, pretty much so. Um, it's actually about uh, Roosevelt Island, which is in New York City, um, which used to be called Blackwell's. And it was where they housed an asylum, two prisons, an almshouse, and countless hospitals. And basically, they just sent less fortunate people out there just to get them out of the city, to get them, so like, people didn't have to look at them, you know, like it offended them, you know, that people were down on their luck, and they just sent all these people out to this island to these inhumane conditions, whether they needed to be there or not. And it got so bad that, like, prisoners were taking care of people in the hospital. And if you're familiar with Nellie Bly, the journalist, she wrote a book called Ten Days in a Madhouse because she went out there to investigate what was going on and had herself um, committed, you know, under a different name, like, so she could uh, find out what was going on inside. And actually, like they didn't want to let her go. Like when she said, okay, I'm actually a journalist. It's time for me to go now. They were like, "Mm, whatever. And so it took her coworkers to get her out of there because she wasn't leaving on her own. Um, and it was the start of like changes to this island and, and being exposed like for all the horrible things that were going on out there. Um, and Horne used like thousands of records and newspaper articles to piece together the story and basically show that you know, care for those less fortunate hasn't progressed all of that much. So this is Damnation Island, Poor, Sick, Mad, and Criminal in, a 19th, in 19th Century New York by Stacey Horn. My next pick is Small Island by Andrea Levy, who sadly just passed away a couple of months ago. Uh, this book won the Orange Prize, the Whitbread Novel Award, the Commonwealth Writers Prize. It was a movie several years ago, uh, and it's wonderful. It's about a woman named Hortense. Well, it's about four people, really. Um, but Hortense is a, is a woman from, who moves from Jamaica to London in 1948. And her husband, Gilbert, is away at war. And when he returns from the war, he returns you know, to London now instead of Jamaica and discovers that he's now a second-class citizen because he's black and things are very different for them in London than they were in Jamaica. Um, but they do become friends with their white landlady, who is Queenie. Um, her husband is away at war. And they kind of form a bond and become friends. But then her husband returns from the war, which complicates things and sort of changes the dynamic of their friendship. Um, It's really just lovely and sad and just wonderful. So that is Small Island by Andrea Levy. My next pick, I don't even know that it's in print still. But I had to mention it because it's bananas and I love it. This is also called Treasure Island, but Treasure Island, with three exclamation points, and I do believe I have spoken about this on the show before, but it's worth mentioning again. It's by Sarah Levine, and if you like unlikable characters, boy, this is the book for you. It's an unna- She's unnamed, but she's just the worst. She's the absolute worst. I cringed the whole way through this book. She's just so awful. But, so this unnamed protagonist reads, she's like not really going anywhere in her life. She can't hold a job, and she's just, she's awful. And she reads Treasure Island and decides that she wants to be like the characters in Treasure Island by Robert Lou Stevenson. She's going to become more bold in her life. But the problem is that she's just an awful person. She's lazy and she's rude and she's inconsiderate and she's terrible to everyone around her and she ruins everything she touches. And it's, it's one of the funniest books I've ever read. Um, so I highly recommend if your library has it, if your friend has it, like borrow it. It's just, she's awful. I loved it. It's Treasure Island by Sarah Levine. My next pick is Green Island by Shauna Yang Ryan. Uh, it's a historical fiction. It takes place, well, it starts off in 1947. There's a Taiwanese doctor um, who is taken from his family by Chinese nationalists because he spoke out against the government. So they take him away. And he is eventually freed, but, you know, he's been gone and terrible things have happened. So when he comes back, he is not the same. Um, he's very paranoid about everything he's very distant from his family, and it affects you know his family and their and how they they live the rest of their lives together and Then years later, his daughter has now moved to America and she has a family of her own, and she is forced to make a difficult decision that sort of brings to mind her father's situation and you know it's about you know family and what you would do for them, like what wouldn't you do for them? Um, it's really beautiful and I hope that she writes something soon or maybe she has and I didn't notice, but I don't think so. Anyway, this one is called Green Island and it's by Shauna Yang Ryan. And my last pick is Marrow Island by Alexis M. Smith. And I swear sometimes I get going and I forget things. When I was saying that title, I was like, wow, these books all have islands in the title. Oh my goodness. Can you tell I need a vacation? So my last pick is Marrow Island by Alexis M. Smith. Uh, she wrote Glaciers, which is like, If you've not read it, one of the most perfect, beautiful novels ever written. Just find it, read it. You'll be... Like, everyone's always like, I need another book like this. There is no other book like Glaciers. But she did write Marrow Island. Very different. Awesome as well. So this one is about a woman named Lucy. Uh, She grew up on an island called Marrow Island. And when she was young, there was an earthquake which affected the island. There was an explosion at an oil refinery where her father worked. He was lost. Buildings were destroyed. It was very uninhabitable... And, you know, she had just been living there with her mom and her father and her best friend, Katie. And, you know, their lives are all destroyed by this. And now, 20 years later, Lucy is a journalist. And she is contacted by Katie, who says the island is inhabitable again. And she's out there with this group of people. And they're sort of, like, farming the land. So Lucy, being a journalist, goes out to investigate. She's partly because she wants to go check out, you know, where she used to live. And partly to see, like, what Katie's up to. It turns out that what she's doing is kind of like a cult. There's sort of like a cult out there run by a former nun. There's like this weird farming thing going on. Um, and, she's, and Lucy is very suspicious and also worried about Katie being out there. Um, it's very quiet and very dark and very good. So it is called Marrow Island. And it's by Alexis M. Smith. So while I was writing these down, I was trying to think, have I ever been on an island? yes, yes, I have. I went to Bermuda once. Um, I actually went to Bermuda in 2003. And before we left, I went with a bunch of my friends. And my mother said to one of my friends, you know, she was like very worried. My mother doesn't fly. And she was worried about me flying and getting on boats and doing all this stuff. And she said to one of my friends, you know, promise, you know, nothing will happen to Liberty. Like promise, you know, you'll take care of her and, and, and nothing bad will happen. And my friend was like, yeah, of course, whatever. So later on, um, we went out and my friends were like, let's go on a midnight glass-bottom boat tour of the Bermuda Triangle. Because, right? Because, like, when you're afraid of sharks and being on the water, why wouldn't you do that? So I said yes. And because I didn't want my friends to think, like, I was afraid. So we get out there, and it's, like, pitch black. It's pitch black out there. And you can go down inside the boat, and there's lights shining down into the water because the bottom of the boat is indeed made out of glass. And so I was kind of nervous, but, you know, and some of my other friends were freaking out. And so I started reading a book because that's what you do when you're on a boat. Um, but my friend that my mother had been speaking with, we were sitting there. And she finally just, like, nobody talking. And then she says, so this is probably not what your mother meant when she said I should take good care of you. And I was like, probably not. But look, we survived. It was fine. However, it happened to be um 2003. And we got there. When we got there, there was rumor of a hurricane coming. And all the people on, on the island were like, oh, no. You know, they tell us we're going to get hit by hurricanes all the time. And it never happens. And then three days later, they were like, we don't know if you can fly out to leave because this hurricane is coming and it's going to be really bad. And it ended up being Hurricane Fabian. And it was like the most devastating hurricane they've had in many, many, many years. Um, So that's my, that's my island story, I guess. It was really fun. I'd go back to Bermuda. It was really cool. However, the hotel where we stayed, uh, half of their roof caved in during the hurricane. So I'm super glad that we left. So that was my dealer's choice for today, I guess, was to tell you a story about Bermuda. Um, And I thank you for listening. And I thank you for listening every day because I love book people. I just love that, you know, people read books. And when you talk to to people who read books, no one ever questions whether this is something that they should be doing or that they need. They just know that they need them and it's what they have to do to live. And I just, I just love that. So thank you for listening. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Can you tell I'm ready for vacation? (laughs) And a reminder again, that you can go check out Hellboy. The Mike Manula Omnibus Collections will have a link to those in the show notes. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. You can find out about Hurricane Fabian by googling it on Wikipedia. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at friendsandcomesalive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Tears of Price to tell you about the week's great new releases. So, have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.